When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, guess what? This week is the 35th anniversary of the 1987 vampire flick, The Lost Boys. Uh, This is a a Joel Schumacher movie, and it has a lot of Schumachery in things. Uh, You know, uh, thanks again to our uh, uh, Commissioner Sailor from Santa Cruz, which uh, one, uh, this is the rare... Paid the uh, paid the uh, the iron iron price for this commission. Defeated all comers in the uh, uh, 2016 uh, Bald Move Fantasy Football League, which I don't mm-hmm. think is a thing anymore. But uh, we used to put up a, a commission as the grand prize for that, and they won, and they they pulled down the Lost Boys. What do you, uh, it's 35, 35th anniversary? A lot of core nostalgia for Gen Xers, I imagine. Uh, what do you remember yeah. from this? This movie. Well, well, I remember that I had never seen it, so I was really appreciative that this got commissioned because I hear people talk about it fondly all the time, and I hadn't seen it, and this was a good opportunity for me. And boy, I remember loving it. I remember it's just silly enough to be a ton of fun, and it's kind of it's kind of good and kind of scary in places too. It's yeah, I I was more impressed by this movie that's now thirty five years old than I expected to be. Yeah. There's a lot of like head scratching things like we uh, Corey Haim seems oh like God. he's like 17 years old and he's getting bubble bath from his mom. She's tucking him in mm-hmm. to I bed. Think he's still. wearing pajamas with feet. Maybe at one point it's he's wearing he's, he's wearing onesie. Yeah. But yeah, he also has a very sexy Rob Lowe poster. Bear, oh, a bare right. midriff exposed Rob, Rob Lowe staring at him from uh, his closet door. There's a lot of a uh, lot, lot of confusing uh, uh, stuff going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I a train there, scene that was pretty excellent. The uh, train bridge, the floating floating yeah. bridge scene. Yeah, a lot a lot of cool stuff. Uh, who's the um, the 24? Keithers Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, for his Jack Bauer. He was a loser vampire hanging out with a bunch of other loser vampires. Uh, this is, yeah, this is a teenage dirtbag yet, <laughs> you know, vampire, vampire youth in California. It's really, huh? really interesting and, and like can't be. But like you said, it's also got some genuine moments of, of, of uh, fright and terror. Yeah. So it's 35 years young. That's insane. Yeah, great movie. I'm glad I got to watch it. Yeah, it's a movie like we we released this like eight years ago, uh, so we're 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 dusting off and re re releasing it. No, I'm sorry, we did this five years ago, but we're dusting off and re releasing it. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy 35 years of the Lost Boys. When you're down, when you're strained Faces come out of the rain When you're strained
everybody, Jim and Aaron here back with another commissioned podcast. Uh, this is another of the fantasy football champions that we're getting out between uh, the AFC or the championship weekend and the Super Bowl. Uh, this is Zombiever's pick, who won the, se- I, the I guess second. I'm not sure what if there's a new numbered league. Hmm. They should have names. He didn't. He didn't pick his namesake movie. Uh, That's surprising. What, is there a, is there a zombie oh, yeah. beaver? Oh yeah! Seriously? Yep. I thought that was sure like is. a bald move joke. A zombie beaver? No, I don't think so. No, he picked uh, 1990 or 1987s rather. The Lost Boys, uh, the Joel Schumacher helmed vampire vehicle starring the the Corys, Feldman and Haim, uh, Keith Sutherland, uh, lots of other people actually. B- Bill or Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? It's Bill, yeah. It's Bill? Uh-huh. Holy shit, what a weirdo. <laughs> there are a lot of weirdos in this movie. A <laughs> lot, lot of weirdos. A lot of weirdos with weird vampire monkey feet running around yes. Santa Those Clara. Those are Kiefer Sutherland's actual feet. Those are his actual feet, yeah. right, right. Um, man, uh, I, don't, I don't know even how to begin with this Have one. you seen this before? No, I have not. Okay, I hadn't either. Uh, what is this? What was this movie rated back in the day? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know the answer. I don't know why that. Um, I don't know why Wikipedia doesn't have that information. Hmm. I'm you would have uh, it. I, I would say PG thirteen. Uh, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Uh, but in, in, anyway, like I, I'm trying to think of like the reason I couldn't see this movie in 1987, so I was like 10 years old, is because it oh, had shit. It's rated it had, R. It, oh, is it rated R? Fuck! Yeah. It's got it's got supernatural monsters and shit. Plus, it was rated R, so there's no way I could have seen it. Yeah. And 1997 me would be not giddy to go back and see the Lost Boys. Like, why why would I want to see a glammed up vampire movie? Sure, sure, I, I feel you there. Um, but this this movie was this movie's hilarious and crazy and dated. Oh but, God, is it dated? <laughs> but it kind of still works. It, it's okay. I. I didn't hate this movie, um, and I think, like, 12-year-old Jim in, like, 1994 would fucking love this movie. Right. This would have been so right up my alley. There's something about it. There's a vibe to it that, I mean, it kind of fits right in with all the zombie stuff that I was into at the time. Sure. Uh, Just the schlocky sort of... I don't know. Like, it has a crow vibe to it, which the crow was way later than this. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. I think 12-year-old me would have loved it. Yeah, uh, I mean, thirty-six-year-old me is not so hot on it. Like it's it's uh, it it as as Zombie Beaver is going to explain, it's it's kind of like a teenage boy's version of Goonies. Stakes okay. slightly yeah. higher. Uh-huh. Things are slightly more adult and and uh, and sexier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a sex scene that is hilarious. That it cuts to a scene of. <laughs> flying clouds and things it's mm-hmm. i don't know there's a lot of weird now that i know that it's directed by joel schumacher a lot of questions i had are like what the fuck like what is the deal with the muscle bound chain brazier wearing saxophone player oh, right at the beginning yeah yeah kenny hgh at the wow. like like wailing on a saxophone and, and singing but he's just just fucking ripped and shredded and like like yeah. like he man masters the universe and, and now it's like oh joel schumacher Right. Uh huh. Yeah, he's the guy that made sure Batman had visible nipples. Yeah. So this and then pitted him against the the Mister Universe. Right. Right. Frozen Mister Universe. He's, he's a, this is a perfect collision course for his interests. I don't know. Maybe we should read Zombie for feedback. Well, the, um, the I mean, if we're gonna talk about the very beginning of the movie, like yeah. the introduction to this movie is 
not good for 2018. It's not great because the first thing you see is Kiefer Sutherland's giant yellow mullet. Uh huh. Uh, it, dyed mullet. It's it's really gross looking. It's mm-hmm. so 1987. It's unbelievable. And then he's not the worst. Then his string of other Lost Boys come from behind him, and I think it ends up with like Bill from Bill and Ted, who has maybe the worst hair in the thing. He does. He's he's. It's just he's ridiculous. Every time he's on the screen, what was his is. Because cause, uh, his name was, like, Marco. I think it was Marco, which was very confusing because the lead is Michael. Michael. And yeah. it's like, I th- yeah, I thought there was some kind of stupid call and response where it's like, Michael, Marco, Michael, Marco <laughs> right. at one point. Yeah, you know that famous pool game where you play Marco, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I, I think let's, let's, let's read his feedback and okay. then uh, we'll get to, we'll get to uh, the rest of the movie. Uh, he says... Uh, I've been a fan for many years and just want to say thanks for the many, many hours of podcast listening pleasure that you guys have provided. I'm excited to hear all of your content in 2018, and I think uh, thank you for doing the commissions for us Fantasy Football League winters. winners. This is my first year playing, and I can't tell you how excited I am, how much I appreciate it. Next awesome. Year. I think he's really excited about 2018 because he knew he had a commission coming. It, for sure. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's best year ever. Best, best bald year ever. Well, next year he's going to have to play Fantasy TV Super Bowl. Yeah. So... Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, with fantasy TV, TV football will be essentially Tech Mobile, and you have to beat you have to beat the the Oakland uh, uh-huh. Raiders with Bo Jackson, Jackson on the other side of the, the football field. Yep. Uh, so it's impossible. Hmm. Um, anyway, he says, with that out of the way, my name is Sailor from Santa Cruz. Zombiever steps behind his grizzly visage and reveals himself as a friendly sailor. Uh, the movie I picked uh, to commission is 1987 Vampire Cult Classic The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys was filmed right here in Santa Cruz. What better way yeah. to represent the 831 than with a Lost Boys commission? Uh, fun fact, 831, not only Santa Cruz's uh, area code, but Mooresville, Indiana's regional prefix. <laughs> Did you remember like all the phone numbers in our town started 83? Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. 317-831-XXXX. Okay. And you can call... <laughs> All right. Call me up back in 1995. Call Aaron's mom right now. Yeah, she probably got the same phone. I ought to give yep. her number out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee be, it's the same. I guarantee it's the that's, same. That's uh, You're going to dox her. You're no, gonna nope, nope. <laughs> I, have, I have standards. I yeah. have standards. Uh, there are a couple things I'd appreciate hearing on a podcast, but mostly I'd just like you to have fun with it. This is one of my favorite movies to watch while growing up, and I hope if you two have already seen it, you'll enjoy watching it again. If you haven't, I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I do still to this day. I mean, I definitely had fun watching it. No sure. doubt. Um, it's probably not the same kind of fun you had watching it back in the day, but it was fun. Uh, he continues. He wanted to give a shout out to everyone in League Three. You got. We got to have better, better league names, man. We got to get yeah. like a, a, you know, a, a Wire Division, a Breaking mm-hmm. Bad Division, some of the leftovers. I don't know. Yeah, we, we, we this League One, Two, and Three. We got. We got to get. We got to do better. Uh, our commissioner, Hatorian, for organizing all the leagues and a big ups to Chinaski, also resident of Santa Cruz, for the great idea for this movie commission. Does uh, Hatorian participate in the leagues? I do believe he does. Okay. I was going to say, he needs to at least be in the running for one of these commissions for I think having he's, organized it all. he's a two-time winner. He is? Yeah. Oh, well, That's not shady. Mind. That's not shady at all, is it? Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I first saw The Lost Boys a couple years after it was released in the theaters when I was around 13 or 14, and before I'd even so much as visited Santa Cruz, at that age, I'd already wanted to see... Uh, it had everything I wanted to see in the movie. It had the Corys, the fantastic cast, it had the blood and the horror 
Uh, it was funny. It was terrifying. The soundtrack was rocking. The vampires, so fucking cool. What I think I like most about this movie is that it still had that sense of adventure from movies I loved when I was a preteen, like mm-hmm. Goonies and Home Alone. But it was dealing on a more young adult material level that my early teen self was craving. Fast forward to present day when I'm 39 years old. I live in Santa Cruz, uh, a.k.a. Santa Clara, the murder capital of the world, and I still get nostalgic every time I see past one of the filming locations. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's funny because uh, my cousin lives in San Jose, which is right around the corner. And the town has changed a lot. Like, like the town of Santa Clara that they reveal here is very, like, Austin, Texas weird. Hmm. You know, just like, uh, like that opening montage of just fucking weirdos. And they're like, you know, they're playing that stranger song. And yeah. they're just panning over all the different types of, of young malcontents. And thinking, and you're, you're thinking, which one of these is a bloodsucking vampire? <laughs> uh, you can't really find that much anywhere. Like, you have to, you hmm. have to afford uh, $400,000 dollars per square foot if you want and and, and, and <laughs> right, you don't have time right. to be weird when you're paying that kind of money for for a living space that's true i, I don't think a you gotta have a good job uh but it is funny when they roll into town and it's got like the murder capital of the world yeah uh i i there were not very many police for the murder capital of the world they've killed them all <laughs> Maybe they've all been murdered yeah they're but, all they're all complicit vampires i guess so this thing goes all the way to the top all the way to to grandpa gilmore <laughs> Which is bugging me because I was like, this 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 head vampire guy, I recognize him from somewhere. And I finally, yeah. I looked it up on IMDb and he's Grandpa Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. Uh, I I think I recognize him from something else. I haven't seen the Gilmore Girls, so. Oh, there's no shame in it. <laughs> <laughs> in having not seen it? Um, uh, Let's see. I know him from something. Anyway. That's not interesting. He kind of looked... I, I thought he might have been like... Um, shit, who's the guy from Ghostbusters? Uh, Harold Ramis? Mm-hmm. I thought like... May, it's like, Is that like a younger... He's much taller than... No, 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 no right. But it's like they had the same... And I, I'm like, maybe he gained some weight or... I, mm-hmm. This is a younger time. But but no, Ghostbusters, he was pretty young. And this is a couple... But yeah, uh, no, it's Grandpa Richie Gilmore. Rich. That's what I've seen him in. Was he Richie's dad? Yeah. Okay. He's got he he's got a flair for pl- playing kind of uh, fuddy duddy rich people. Yep, turns out maybe he in real life is a fuddy duddy. Huh. Weird, weird the Aviator person. as well. Is he really? I guess so. I'm telling you, it's There's all fuddy duddy rich people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I was surprised to see this was a Richard Donner production. And what I don't do you know mean? If that, I mean I don't, his name was all over it. Richard Donner production at the beginning. Like I assume it's like his production company that. Hmm. He's an executive producer. Uh, I don't know what exact role he played, if any, but yeah, that's what it said right at the beginning. Huh. I can't find a single instance of the word Donner 
on the the Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, they fucked up, man. Oh, wait. I accidentally switched to the Lost Boys original soundtrack. That's why. <laughs> okay. God, this like the movie itself, this 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 podcast is starting off to be a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Well, um, we can talk about how aggressively well, 80s this movie is if we We can want. talk about that. Like, But I want to I talk about my first... I want to get all my opinions out He is an executive quick. producer. Um... I was surprised, like like this movie is fully ridiculous, but mm-hmm. it it's in it it's the way it's made and the performances. It's mostly serious enough that it kind of it kind of manages to walk this drunken kind of badass line, hmm. where when the movie threatens to get too ridiculous, they'll hit you with something that's like super serious or gory or shocking, yeah, um, or cool, and you can no longer dismiss it as purely schlock. Mm-hmm. But it does have a hell of a lot of schlock into it. And also, here's another potentially unpopular opinion. I don't get Corey Haim. You don't get him? Corey Feldman, I understand why he's a star. Really? Yeah. Corey Haim... God, I feel exactly the opposite in this movie. And I don't want to speak ill of the dead, Uh but it's impossible to criticize a dead person without doing so. So I'm I'm going to risk the wrath of the ghost of Haim. Uh, It seems like his only move is to make this dumb face that people make when they want to be in on the joke, but they don't understand the joke. He kind of like smirks and sticks his tongue out and squints <laughs> his eyes and kind of wags his head. And that is yeah. the Corey Haim move that, that coasted him to whatever he coasted to. Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand why he was a, 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 te- a tiger beat guy. Well, I mean, he's a very good looking kid. Much more, so? much more so than Corey Feldman. I mean, maybe, but when he op- when he smirks and sticks his tongue out and squints his eyes and wags his <laughs> head, it all goes away. And he's wearing like three different layers of popped collar. I've seen him compared like side. Well, and he's got we'll a fi- talk about and he's got a fishing clothes. lure stuck in his stuck in his ear. It's like Jesus! No. I can't believe the fucking outfits he's wearing. Let me. Okay, so I've seen him like positioned in photos next to like Justin Bieber and they look almost identical. It's really? crazy. Yeah. So mm. I can see why he was like a teen heartthrob or really whatever. good at smoldering. Yeah. As yeah. An adolescent his eyes and, yeah. and the girls fall over, faint over. Uh, so let's talk about the aggressively eighties nature of this movie. Okay. Because Corey Haim is like top of the list here. Yeah. With being aggressively eighties, the fucking outfits. First of all, I don't believe that a kid from Phoenix, Arizona is going to dress like that. You would have to be from either New York or San Francisco. Miami, maybe. To dress like that. Miami, yeah. maybe. L.A. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're not live. Yeah. Like, Phoenix, you're Arizona not living is a in the pretty, desert. pretty conservative town. Absolutely. And there's no way this kid comes in with his fucking... I, I mean, he looks like... Uh, I don't. I don't even know. It, it's a just a ridiculous style. Same with Max, the old guy. Yeah. Uh, the the head vampire. Yeah, he, he dressed like someone threw a J.C. Penney's catalog at him, circa fall of or summer of nineteen eighty seven, yeah. and handpicked the worst shit. It's uh-huh. just such a bad outfit. Right. And I don't know how old. Corey Haim is supposed to be his character is supposed to be in That's this movie. That's a fucking good question. Because they, he looks like he's 17 and in fact he is like 16 at the time uh-huh. that he's playing this role. Right. But they treat him in the movie like he is 8 years old. I, like he's scared of monsters in his closet. Yeah. He's wearing this fucking ridiculous pajama onesie yep. thing. His mom's kissing him goodnight. Yeah. He's taking a bath. And yet he's like Kevin Presum- McAllister at Home Alone is <laughs> yeah. too fucking old for baths, man. Right. No, he, sh- he should have. Uh, 
I, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, the character. Yeah, I was, but but I thought that it is really odd and off-putting uh, how infantiles, uh, infantilized uh, Corey Haim is. Um, and I was wondering, like, maybe that was part of the point. Because they're telling this weird kind of story with their... Like, like I don't know what's going on with their mo- his mom, mm-hmm. but his his mom... When she was going through this bizarre ritual of tucking her 17-year-old son in and, and shutting the closet for no monsters and stuff, she says, like, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but honestly, it's one of the reasons I divorced your father. He doesn't believe in closet monsters. Tee-hee. Uh-huh. And I'm like... That's a weird thing to is say. she is, is she doing this to, like, I don't know, keep some kind of control over him? Mm-hmm. Or is he going along with it so... I don't know. He can get a Nintendo for Christmas. I I, I didn't get it. It was creepy. Here's what really I think, creepy. What I I have to guess happened. They wrote an eight year old character. Yeah. And then they got Corey Feldman on board for mm-hmm. for the role of the comic book kid. Yep. And then it, Corey for a split came second, to I got them. Happy. I thought you can. You you got the the Corey's confused, and I was going to jump on you. <laughs> no. Like, no, no, no. So they cast Corey <laughs> Feldman, and he said, "I will not do this movie unless Corey Haim is in it." And we're, he's like, "Shit." The, the, the director's all like, shit, we already cast your comic book buddy. We have no right. role for Corey Haim. Right. Fuck it. Let's put him in as Sam. See, I was thinking that, like, maybe they wrote it as an eight-year-old and they started filming and, like, whatever watchdog that monitors, like, children's safety is like, look, look, wait, wait, you can't spray vampire blood all over an eight-year-old and traumatize <laughs> uh-huh. the shit out of him. So they just got a 17-year-old and threw him in there. And it's like, fine, are you happy? Maybe. Although, I, now that I think about it, isn't this like a really early instance of the Corys being in movies together? It might be. This might be the first. Yeah, because I, I, I'm thinking that like he... Goonies is 86, right? Co- so Corey Feldman had done Goonies and Gremlins before. Or Gremlins? Gremlins? I, I think, think he, he was in Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, um, I meant to watch Gremlins again for this Chris, uh, this this Christmas, and I never got around to it. I don't think he was in Gremlins. Hmm. Um, Thought he was, but yeah, he had he had done both of those movies. If in fact he was in Gremlins before this, oh shit, so, like, you're right. He was he was so little in Gremlins. Yeah, he was super little. But I don't think him and Corey Haim had been in a movie together. No, I I can't so imagine. This is it. I can't imagine because yeah, they they look so young. I just don't think they'd have an opportunity to 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 get together yet and then yeah. i have literally no explanation for this eight-year-old character being played by a, a full-grown man <laughs> essentially <laughs> uh i don't know but you know again explain the crazy rip sax guy i can't i can't do it um explain so during the lovemaking scene uh like they they have this this tasteful like you get away with this on network television i think there's certainly no nipples shown. Um, sex scene between his uh, Corey Haim's older brother and this uh, half vampire woman, I think, who was the bitchy wife of uh, Bill Paxton in Twister. Oh yeah, uh, something Gertz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gertz. Jenny J- or Jamie, so something like that. Jay Gertz. Uh, but they dissolved into like flying through the clouds, which I'm like, okay, this. It, it, and now I'm thinking about it. It was like, am I supposed to suggest that he got like a vampire boner and actually literally took to the clouds? They might be fucking in the sky. It might be fucking in the sky. It might be some kind of like R-rated vampire version of Lois Lane and Superman. <laughs> it could be. But instead of the cringeworthy Margot Kidder singing like, you know, can you read my mind? It's this weird kind of Billy Idol song about crying sisters having sex with their brothers. It's very Game of Thrones. Fuck. It's I, deeply unsexy, though. Like, 
Right. What's going on, Schumacher? What, how do you want me to feel about this? I have to. I have to think that Richard Donner put this scene in there. Really? Yeah. Now that you've made the Superman connection, You're I right. can't. This, I can't unsee it. If Superman is rated R, we would have gotten. We have been treated to <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Some brothers and sisters fucking soundtrack and and Lois Lane and Superman getting it on. I, I do like. So obviously the the flying vampire stuff comes from this tie in with Peter Pan, right? And the Lost Boys. Like, that's kind of oh, where yeah. that, that vampire stuff comes from in this movie. And I think th- there's something really unsettling about it to me. Like, when, in a good way. Like, uh-huh. it, it makes it really weird. It has this vi- weird, creepy vibe to it when they come and they tear the roof off a car, right? Yeah. And you never see them, right. but they tear the roof off the car and they pull you into the sky. Right. And you're just gone. Right. There's there's something really unsettling about that. It whole makes thing. them so much more like in a lot of vampires. It's like uh, movies. The vampires are essentially slightly more powerful and strong versions of humans. Whereas uh-huh. this, it's just like you've got no chance. No, it's totally supernatural. Later on, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman will kill them with squirt guns uh-huh. and and undo <laughs> a lot of this badass work. But for sure, sure. for the first half of this movie, vampires are a threat to be taken seriously. Yes. And I like the way that they film that. I like the the vibe that it gives. Yeah, I even like how the weird like seduction of uh, uh, Haim's older brother, where they're like mm-hmm. it, because I thought that there was a lot of like a lot of this is a cautionary tale about drug use, right? Hmm. Or out like like it's maybe it's like you hang I, out with I the would... wrong kids and they start passing around bottles and and pills and then start sure. like you know you turns you into monster yeah you start sniffing bath salts and suddenly you're hanging underneath a bridge uh while a train goes over it and falling to your deaths dude that scene was fucked up yeah it was like, i actually really like that scene a lot yeah how they staged it over the foggy ravine and, uh-huh yeah no i like i said that's that was some of the high points in the movie for me yeah me too uh did you I'm just taking a ran- random bullet point here. Um, did you notice the beefcake cake or cheesecake Rob Lowe giant poster in Corey Haim's bedroom? Huh? How how did you did you not notice? <laughs> I wasn't looking. Rob at the Lowe in the frostiest of jean denim outfit hmm. uh, right. with a bare midriff. Yeah, he was wearing a like a full jean outfit with like a like a pastel tank top, was cut off at his midriff, and he's leaning back at a forty five degree angle, and he's he's fixing the camera with the salt. And this was in Corey Haim's bedroom. Uh-huh. And how did you not? Are you are you what the straightest man alive? I might be. Like, I, just, I, don't I guess think, I wasn't looking at the. I, I don't think I'm that gay, but how I I, I see Rob comparatively, Rowe, you must be low smolder at me, and it, it 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 draws the eye. I have to look up Rob Lowe's. Uh, career around that time to see now what movie that could be from. That's Robert Lowe. That's a very different person. Okay, I, I, I've so- we <laughs> after after some debate, we have sourced the actual poster, and I was completely wrong about everything except for the smolder and the bare midriff. He is wearing it's not Rob Lowe. No, it's totally Rob Lowe. <laughs> okay. He's wearing like a linen one of those white linen suits with a white wife uh, beater and dog tags. I think and- I've seen that that poster before and, but and, not and he's pulling movie. his shirt up to show off his midriff as if like do you like what you see <laughs> ladies or men are you interested in this cut of meat yep yeah uh so yeah i noticed that okay just, just saying i don't know yeah. i don't know why like if you think rob lowe is a cool dude as mm. a as a 17 year old i don't know why you'd have that poster <laughs> 
Like, sure. Like, like, like it, what would be harder in 1987? Coming out to your mom as a vampire or as, <laughs> or as gay? Or as, or as gay. Sure. Uh, probably equal. Both are equal. Yeah. In 87. There's a lot of really funny sly things with the vampire stuff. Like when Corey Haim first finds out his brother's a vampire, his like reaction is, wait till mom finds out. Like, right. Like, that's a farce, <laughs> but I guess, like, I was trying to think of, like, how vampires are real. Mm-hmm. And you found out your brother like like it was a it was a very much like you know it, even even Corey Haim says like well this isn't like getting a D in biology Michael mm-hmm. and you know like the whole like desperately pleading like come on man like like I've been there with my younger brothers and sisters where like they've got me they got they've got me with the genuine goods this is this is a career ender for me uh-huh. and I I hate these people I hate these fucking assholes but i'm now on my hands and knees begging I'm like come on man come on you're my sister <laughs> look at all the this shit we've been together remember that time where you were doing whatever and i walked and i didn't say i was cool then right like you know like they, they do that over the, with with vampirism it's really funny yeah i'm trying to decide what made them invite michael into the group in the first place because apparently he steals star away from the yeah. group but and I, she's but interested she's in maybe Maybe so. Maybe she's, so. If, if we, if she's like the Pocahontas. But why did they target the, Michael? The Peter Pan. Uh, it, it seemed very analogy. abrupt. Like for him to just be invited into the group for no real reason, other than maybe he had a motorcycle. <laughs> he had a motorcycle, and they really liked his fishing lure that he stuck in his ear. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't get over that. Like, I, I hey, there's nothing wrong with dudes having earrings. Sure. I just don't know why you would use a fishing lure. Yeah. Like there, that, that whole, that, there was there was like the whole era where like Mr. T was shoving fishing lures and feathers and shit in his ear, mm-hmm. and people took that way too far, in my opinion. Well, apparently, uh, the mom in this movie let her eight-year-old son, played by a sixteen-year-old Corey Haim, get his ear pierced. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, he's got this diamond stud in it, and he he goes to bed in it too, which I think would be uncomfortable. I would do. I would do. I would probably take that. It out. Like Maybe he, he just a, got it pierced. I also it looked like he had his nose pierced. Corey Haim did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Hmm. I mean, it, he wasn't wearing anything, and just oh, like okay. I reg- it looked like his his nose was actually pierced. Maybe. Which I didn't. I don't remember that being a thing. And uh, nose piercings. Yeah, that was kind of like a punk thing back then. But there was a lot of punk influence. A lot like, of like, all, like, like, you know, you're either a vampire or a punk if you're living in Santa Clara this uh, yeah. in this era. I think Keith Keith Sutherland's both. Yeah, he is. He's a vampire punk. Mm-hmm. A pa- a vampire. <laughs> A punk pyre. A punk pyre. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. That's better. Sounds like it sounds like you're stacking a bunch of punks and lighting them on fire <laughs> in some kind of burning vampire man festival. Yep. That's uh, a deleted scene. Well, you know, that's what you gotta do when you got feet that crazy. You just gotta stack them high and and, and light light them up. <laughs> stack them high and light li- lime it up. Uh another random bullet point for my notes. Vampires are a plumber's worst nightmare. What? Okay. You get like like you know have van- like like plumbers will get their bitch on about flushable wipes. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it says I get clogged in your pipe, and you know you'll have you'll have uh, fifty pounds of them, and you have to pay me thirty. Like like you get you get one vampire and a little bit of garlic flavored holy water. Oh right, and it is essentially an atomic bomb for your plumbing system. <laughs> yeah, your whole the works goes up, man. Right. I mean, there was blood shooting out of every every pipe in the house yeah yeah and i so this i don't even think that's possible with modern plumbing is this one of the first movies that started playing with vampire lore 
Like, like you'd have, it like, because, like, like, you know, it's, 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 it's at this point a trope that, like, someone, they'll be a vampire in a movie and someone holds up a cross and they're like, ha, 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 you stupid idiot. Do you believe in a tiny subset of the folklore about a myth, a mythical creature? Uh-huh. Like, come on, you know? It's like, well, this movie's about vampires, you asshole. So, like, I could be forgiven for thinking that maybe the crosses would work on you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's like, because they have that thing where it's like, oh, you think garlic works on us? And then holy water does. And Yeah. Get I don't know. In the, I, I, that, that felt like maybe it was an innovation in the time. Yeah, I'm not steeped enough in my vampire movies to really know. I mean, they had the whole master, like you destroyed a master vampire. Like, that seems like a pretty consistent thing. Yeah. You kill the master and it takes out all the others. You have to be invited in. You have to be maybe. invited in is yeah. a very like you know if, uh, that that's, that's definitely a point they like to bang. They like to bang on True Blood. Yeah. Uh, didn't have a problem with running water. Did have a problem with holy water. Running water is a problem for vampires. Yeah, apparently so. Huh? Can't can't cross oh. streams and brooks and rivers. Weird. Okay. Uh, you can't. What else? Sunlight. Oh, steaks. Steaks got steaks them. Steaks work. Sunlight. Sunlight, sunlight worked like gangbusters. Yeah. Uh, had to sleep during the day. Yeah, and then and they've fly. got the weird, you know, added uh, Peter Pan stuff here. Yeah. Which is like the the kind of floaty flying mm-hmm. strangeness of Peter Pan. And they even, they even like mentioned that like you'll never grow up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like the Lost Boys illusion here is vampirism is very similar and that uh-huh. you don't, you don't die. Yeah. Never grow up. Why did the master vampire want... I mean, that's that's the bigger question. So I guess to answer your question, why the vampires recruited Michael, is now that we got to the end of the movie, we know that the master vampire ordered them to so they could be one happy family. Okay. The bigger fair. question yeah. is, why the fuck did the vampire troll for the freshly divorced MILF from Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah. Uh, maybe everybody already knows hey this is the head vampire like stay away from that guy also um, she's new in town so grandpa knew about the vampires yeah the whole five <laughs> the, the whole five final scene of him driving through no the, i hate it i, I don't terrible. i, don't, I hate the I, climax of this movie i don't understand and then he turns like is he a vampire himself is he like supposed to be a van helsing figure if so you really left your family completely undefended dude yeah i I assume he is a vampire himself because of he drinks what looks to be the same liquid out, so of, out of the bottle at the very end. I thought so too. Um, so is he the master master vampire? They can't be. Because, he can't be because you have to kill the head vampire right. to cure it. So he's right. another branch of vampires, like separate from this head vampire. But the movie didn't treat the movie. Yeah, the movie did kind of treat it as a horrific reveal too. But I just didn't feel it. Yeah, because it's not like he grew fangs or like <laughs> at the camera or anything. He just. He just drank a bottle of True Blood and made a quip about the one thing I always hate about this town, all the fucking vampires. Yeah, and I I don't like how he just comes out of nowhere. Like, there's no indication that Grandpa is coming home, uh, and especially not with a truckload of steaks ready to fire off the front of his car, his La Cucaracha van. Yeah, yeah. Last we uh, knew, or last Grandpa knew, he was meeting up with the old widow, which is another right. thing that they didn't really set up. Like mm. We never even saw her, right? Yeah. Grandpa hasn't gone into town for like 15 years, but he knows about the old widow, mm-hmm. and she's dra- she's dropped, according to her gra- his grandson, she's dropped her handkerchief <laughs> somewhere in town, and he's off to, off to pick it up in full cucaracha mode. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that, I, I, that's, but that's Joel Schumacher. 
Mm-hmm. Like he had already had his oiled up jet, his his oiled up uh, uh, fucking saxophone player. Yep. He's already had Rob Lowe <laughs> smoldering out of the poster. He's he's he he killed vampires in spectacular. He's bored. Mm-hmm. He, now he's got he now he's got an old vampire. There's nothing sexy about that. Just just have yeah. the other old in the film run run into him. We needed a sexy old grandpa vampire. That's who, what this movie's missing. Sean Connery. Who, who do you, who do you oh, cast? Oh, yeah, Sean you can get Connery. Sean Connery for that. Yeah, Sean in Connery. In 87, he might not be old enough in 87 hmm. to really play that old sexy grandpa. Michael Douglas. My, Michael Douglas. With And, and he's already got yeah. the hair. Just get him from Black Rain. Uh-huh. Throw him into this movie as a vampire <laughs> with his turtleneck and his leather jacket. Yeah. And he is ready to go. <laughs> Sure. Who else would be? Because I'm trying to think like a 45 year old, 45 yeah. to 50 year old, sexy vampire master back in 1987. Is Harrison? Harrison Ford's not. not he's still too young. Yeah. yeah. Like like he's looking real good in Temple of Doom. Real good. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, I. Yeah. I mean, Sean Connery might be the best. I I can't picture him in 1987 though. I mean, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, he's either John. He, he here's Sean Connery. Sean Connery is either James Bond, Sean Connery, or he's Marco Ramis from uh, Red October, uh, Sean Connery. And yeah. there's two variations of the Red October Sean Connery, bald and with hair. Because everything else, everything he he is not like those are his those are his two characters. He's got two character mm-hmm. archetypes, and he's got subclasses for the Marco Ramio type. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, if you picture that in your mind, like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, you're the man now, dog. Uh, fucking Entrapment, <laughs> uh, Red October, uh-huh. uh, fucking League was it Rising Sun? Or he was yeah. Like, I already I already ticked that off. Like Did that's you? that's oh, all sorry. the same Sean Connery. Yeah. Do you think Sean Connery, sexy grandpa, vampire Sean Connery, could have pulled off Windex as aftershave? Because <laughs> remember that scene. No. Where it, Grandpa's looking for aftershave for his date. Oh, right. And yes. Corey Haim says, oh, how about Windex? Yeah. And he puts it on and he likes it, I guess. That, that's, that's, that should have been a dead giveaway as a vampire. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what what do you think of the dinner scene where they're at, they're at the house and Max is there? I thought it proved that he trying. was a master vampire. You thought it proved? Yeah, because I, I, you know, like, I, I just, I just rewatched a couple seasons of uh, True Blood with Cecily in the fall uh, around October, actually, yeah, around Halloween, and, you know, again, that's a big facet of the show, that vampires can't be in without being invited, mm-hmm. and him insisted on, insisting on being invited in, I'm like, oh, he's a fucking vampire. Yeah. And then when they proved that he wasn't a vampire, I'm like, oh, I, yeah, come on, Schumacher. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm buying, not buying it. You're, he's he's uh, he's dead. And then when he, you know, his fucking dog was crazy. Like, yeah, that is the biggest twist I saw coming a, a mile away since I don't know when. Okay. D- did did you think that scene was too broad, or did you like it? Because I I thought it was borderline for me. I mean, what's too broad in context of this movie? That's fair. There's not yeah. a lot of subtle. <laughs> Not a lot of subtle points being made. Right. And and while I was watching it, I was trying to contextualize it in 1987. Yeah. Uh, and not get too hung up on the stuff that I viewed as really stupid or overly broad characterizations. I, 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 I thought it worked. I will say that I think it's a little bullshit that a vampire's reflection will work in a house where he's been invited in. Mm-hmm. Like... I get it that, like, maybe they don't have any power over you, so that, like, you know, them dumping... Which, what that's the other thing, is, like, garlic apparently doesn't work on vampires. Water doesn't work on ga- uh, vampires. 
Um, all the tests they administered, except for the, the, the mirror, would have had an expected negative result anyway. And I don't understand why a, a, a vampire's reflectivity has anything to do with being invited over a threshold. I don't know. But, you know, they're, they're semi-mythical, magical, sim, semi-magical yeah. mythical beings, so what are you going to do? It's just the rules they're playing by. Yeah. Um, I, I have a couple audio questions for you. W- what platform did you watch this on? Uh, Amazon, same as you. Okay, so... I know, I know, Was because... your audio way, way, way out of sync? No. The entire time? No, uh-uh. Shit, mine was. Were you watching on your PlayStation? Uh, no, Roku. Uh... I don't, yeah, because I, I actually prefer the interface of the uh, Amazon on Roku, but mm. I happen to watch it on the PS4. No, my my audio was way out of sync, uh, so it was kind of annoying the whole time. Lips weren't lining up with the words. No, totally. That's that's a bummer. Uh, but then there was some cool stuff they did with audio, which I think I only noticed because of, I swear I'm not trying to do a plug here, but the Sonos sound system <laughs> that we were sent, uh, and I don't know if you noticed this either, but or as well, but when... I want to call him Billy because he's got the fucking hair. Uh, what's the older brother's name? Michael? Michael, yeah. Uh, when Michael is first like turning and he's going to the fridge or whatever right before he spills the milk, mm-hmm. um, there's like this very, very low, like sub only kind of like heartbeat sound mm-hmm. that I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, kind of leading into like the, the higher pitched heartbeat sounds. Gotcha. I thought that was really awesome. They did some good sound work in this. Yeah, I actually thought the vampire effects were kind of cool. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when they uh, when they actually turn into vampires and they extend their teeth and all that, they had that slightly fairer look. That is is that a is that a is that something that this movie pioneered as well? I don't know because I'm thinking back. Like, you know, honestly, it's like to me, vampire movies are either Bela Lugosi. Mm-hmm. Or they're fairly modern vampire movies. And yep. those are all over the map. Like, you've got the Buffy the Vampire, where they do, like, vamp out. you mm-hmm. got True Blood, where really the only difference is maybe their eyes change color and they're, they're, they get the long teeth. Yeah. Uh, you get Twilight, where they fucking sparkle mm-hmm. and get teeth, and they just get a little bit prancier when they're vampires. Otherwise, yep. they're indistinguishable. And this has got the definitely feral vampire look. But... I, I thought it made it because, like, the, the thing is, is none. If you if you just took Bill from Bill and Ted and Kiefer Sutherland and gave them fangs, they wouldn't be scary. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But that's then again, like, I guess, I guess that vampires. What makes them scary is the fact that they're they're immortal, so they're they're by def, by 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 default usually have more experience than you. Mm-hmm. They're powerful. And they have mind control powers. And they're also usually conventionally beautiful, so they're like the ultimate predator. They right. lure you in. Like, they only need one of those. Any any one of those powers <laughs> would make them the world's best predator. Yeah. They've got all... They got the whole suite. So, like, I always think it's weird when the vampires turn in some bestial form. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that, that gives that, that gives away the whole, the whole deal. Yeah, I mean, you probably shouldn't do that until you're ready to actually kill someone, right? Or like not do it at all. Period. Like Never? I, don't, I don't like what. Yeah. What is the what is the evolutionary reason to do that? I think it's the the piercing teeth. Right. You know, you can you can really get <laughs> oh, the into teeth, a jugular I understand, with that. But like, why does your face have to morph? Into I think it like, all comes together. Like you don't get the teeth without the face. Ah, uh, you have movie. to have the bat face to get the bat teeth. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's my my guess. <laughs> Uh, it also, th- there are some other vampire things. So, yeah, they can make people see whatever they want to see, which seems like the ultimate power, you know? Yeah, like, right. It, 
if I can make you see whatever I want, I have complete control over you. I mean, that's that's all that that Eleven sister has in Stranger yeah. Things, and it's 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 like enough to befuddle an entire squad of police police agents. Yep. So, uh, primo power right there. Is this is this a standard vampire thing that the vampires need a guardian to watch over them while they sleep? Um, I think that, yeah, like, that's, like, why you have, like, the Renfield kind of familiars, because they, okay. the vampires are weak, and they need some sort of retainers to, to provide them protection and, and do other things when they're, when they're so, weak during the day. So it's not, like, a, a physical need, like, they have to have it or they die. It's more, like, just yeah. a safety precaution. Yeah. It's okay. like having a, having a butler. All right. You know? Yeah. If, if someone's coming to your house looking for violence, the butler gets the bullet instead of you. <laughs> Assuming they only packed one bullet. Now, I don't know how good uh, the, 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 the weather woman from Twister would be at protecting the, the fucking pack, but because mm-hmm. that's who the, that's, that's, that's their guardian, right? Uh, Gertz? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure what, but I guess that's the other thing is they're able to like defend themselves. Mm-hmm. If they were awoken, yeah, you get like one, you get a one sucker punch on them, but then they're they're still free to move about in that, I guess, coffin yeah. because it's underground or, mm-hmm. but they're just not as powerful. I, I didn't give, I didn't I have a so. good handle on exactly what the deal was because sometimes, like you know, vampire during the daytime, obviously, if they stay out of sun, they get weak, or sometimes they start like you know. Mm-hmm. Go sparkling to, yeah, they start sparkling or in true blood they start <laughs> bleeding from their nose and ears if they don't go to sleep during the day like i'm not sure exactly what the dealio is on on the daytime vampires here yeah except for they gotta stay out of the sun it, it was also a little weird the way you become a vampire by drinking blood i guess the blood of a vampire that's pretty that's that's kind of pretty standard i thought it was all about the bite like yeah you, the, that, you get bit and you you slowly turn into a vampire until you drink from them. Yeah, I thought it was the, I thought it was like the other way around. There's a bunch of different ways to do it, but okay. But, but drinking a vampire, like that's the that's the Anne Rice kind of version. And I wonder, I wonder if that's what happened because Anne Rice's book came out. Uh, when did Interview with the Vampire come out? It's like ninety one. I thought that 92? I thought it actually came out like in the seventies. Oh, uh, the book, yeah, the book. I'm sure yeah, it did. yeah, yeah. So, so I'm saying I'm like that. About the movie. Uh, in se- yeah, so that came out in 76. I think this mm. is what started a lot of these modern vampire myths. Glampire stuff, yeah. Well, yeah, where they started playing with the idea that, like, uh, vampires aren't afraid of crosses. And they have, like, yeah. like, like, like the whole kind of, like, starting to play with the, the like, if vampires are real, there'd be mythology. But a lot of that mythology would be wrong. So, like, mm. I think, and, and you know, as this get, got popular and culture and like people in Hollywood read it started infecting quote unquote the 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 Hollywood vampire myths. Sounds plausible. Yeah. Uh so I want to talk about like the climax of this movie. Okay. Cuz I guess it has a couple of them, right? So the the first one is like the battle between the kids and the vampires um and kind of Kiefer Sutherland's death, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh I liked all of that. I thought that was just like appropriate Honestly, action I, I, movie. I thought that they were building climax. to the climax when they went to their home first. Yeah, like so. I would say there's three climaxes this film. Okay, that yeah. is a as a false climax. Mm-hmm. Then killing uh, also a false climax. Also killing turns Keeper out a Sutherland, false climax. Yeah. But 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 also like an earned. You know, there's actually a resolution to to some antagonistic plot there. Sure. Sure, um, and I like all that stuff. I thought the battle in their house was really cool. No, the vampire, like, like you know, Plumber's Worst Nightmare was super cool <laughs> yeah. visualized. The guy that got impaled, 
into the hi-fi system uh-huh. and electrocuted was super cool yeah and then exploded yeah i love how like the flame was coming out of his eyes and mouth and yeah he, he just exploded that was that was really cool and still not i mean none of these effects are perfect but there's some effects sure. you've seen like oh god what kind of fucking rubes were watching movies in 1984 that this is this got their dicks hard? <laughs> right. But I mean, this it was, was 12 like, year old me, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like it's evocative of like Sam Raimi almost, you mm-hmm, know, when mm-hmm. like an evil dead two kind of thing. Right. When, this is kind of in that where it's like, it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give yeah. you that. It's, it's pretty schlocky. It's, it's silly. It's a pretty but, sweet practical effect. Yeah. Um, and, but then this all takes a, a downturn for me at, the actual climax of this movie, which I think is really dumb. Um, I, I think a, they telegraphed a little too much. The, the reveal of the head vampire, I think B do you say that as a 30 mid thirties man, or do you say yes. that as a 13 year old boy, a 13 year old boy, I'm probably eating it up. See, there you go. Yeah. But as mid, mid thirties man, uh, they telegraphed it too much. And then grandpa coming in as the deus ex machina to just finish the fucking vampires, was really it's stupid. It's, it's absolutely just a bummer of an end note for this movie. Yeah, it's bad. And then they try to make it into a joke, and then it just ends. And I felt like if they're going to make it a joke, they need to, sure there'd be some kind of uh, menacing, you know, like epilogue where they're mm-hmm. all out in the beach, but they see that the you know grandpa's. Still, I, I don't know how they they move on, but fuck, they it was they made the mess, and then they just ended the movie. But yeah. on the other hand. Yeah. I don't think at any point during shooting or editing this film, Joel Schumacher turned to his trusted advisor and says, do you think we're losing the 41 year olds in the audience? <laughs> no, no, they did. I feel like, I feel like that, the, the, like if I'm, if I'm a 41 year old man or, or right here at this movie, I'm asking why, why am I even connecting with these characters? I don't think any of those questions were asked even once. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. Not the intended audience. Uh, it's like, we want, we want the shrieking girls and we want the, the testosterone fueled yeah. boys. Right. And maybe boys and girls who are having some confused feelings will put some stuff in there for them, too, because everyone should enjoy this film. I did unless think... You're, <laughs> unless you're 30 or older. Right. So, being 36, I did think even, like, the the stuff they do where Corey Haim shows up in town and he goes to mm-hmm. the comic book store and Corey Feldman and his sidekick are like, you're not a, you're not a comic kid. Get out of here, mm-hmm. you loser. And then he puts him to shame with his Superman knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought that was all just really ham-fisted and it, shitty. But here's the thing. I actually found it charming because, like, the last time I've seen someone straight up do the, like, you know, serious voice kind of like like Eric Cartman effect, like explaining something to an outsider, uh-huh. it's like Jordan Peele in, like, a com- like a like Key and Peele skit. Right, because it's such a trope. Like, it's just... But back in... I, I don't think they knew they were doing yeah, that in 87. I get you. So it's kind of like that unguarded, unconscious, like, you're just going to straight... You don't even want a lampshade. You're just going to go for this fucking hackneyed thing but yeah i don't know if it was hackneyed back then i don't think it was but you know 2018 me is watching it so (laughs) (laughs) what can i do yeah yeah um trying to think on the other one that i really liked was and i wanted to open up the podcast i was wanting to ask you uh and i just totally forgot because most of the time i come up with shtick i forget it (laughs) uh but there's this one thing where michael like after uh keith or sutherland tries to bait him off the cliff 
Mm-hmm. Which would have killed him, by the way. Uh, when they're riding the motorcycle, like I don't think you can. I yeah. don't like what. If, what if? What if he'd rode his bicycle off the cliff? I, I, I think there's an alternate version of movie where Keith Rose Sutherland's at the top with his hand in his head. Oh my God, Dad's going to kill me! Oh shit, we can't bring, get the blood bottle, guys. Maybe we can get it down his throat. Like he's just like laying as like a broken doll at the bottom of this cliff. Yeah, but he's trying to get him, and and the guy he tries to lure him off the cliff, and he he dumps his motorcycle, and Keith Rose Sutherland's laughing. He he comes up, he's like, just you, come on, just you, come on, just you. That's like <laughs> something okay. about that the line delivery was so over the top and out of nowhere. Huh. I, and I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Because I just, I just think Joel Schumacher is like three foot away saying, now whisper it, you know? <laughs> right. It's so It's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, what is the resolution of that scene? I don't even remember. Uh, I know he keeps he's like, laughs. I want you to be one of us, man. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, oh, if right. I was in this social gathering, I would have been like, you know what? Fuck you. And I'd have walked home and yeah. I would have like, they, they would have been mortal enemies. But mm. in these types of movies, once you antagonize the Rube and if the Rube just, I guess this is probably real life too. Maybe this is why I didn't fit in with people. He's in trying school. to prove himself. Yeah. Like someone tries to drive me off the cliff. I'm not like, ha ha, you son of a bitch. Uh, come here. Give me, let me get a noogie in here. I'm like, yeah. fuck you guys. I'm going to home play my fucking Nintendo. I have to put up with this shit. I got yeah. princess Zelda to save. Uh, but he's just like, he's like, if you, if you take enough shit from the vampires, they adopt you as one of their own. Mm-hmm. But then it's completely undercut because he was, he was doing so so like this wasn't like hazing it's just him like not liking this guy but his vampire daddy's making him do it so yeah i mean there's mm. a lot of like just rich d- like, more like, complex like the, he's he, like there's a lot of rich douchebag uh you know like james spader kind of in a john hughes film mm-hmm. but with punk to keith or southern's performance yeah and now that I know that he was under orders, it makes a lot more sense because, like, you it can does. you can see this as like a rebellious teenage vampire boy doing something against his will that his dad's making him do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hang out with this fucking human dad. He's lame. He smells like fucking desert and and saguaro cactuses. Okay, okay. I just want to hang out my sweet castle with my half vampire slave girl and her weird <laughs> younger brother sister. I'm not even sure. Because all the time I see him in close-up, oh, it's, yeah. vampire, it's vampire makeup. Yeah, I did not expect Laddie to freak the fuck out and turn into like this crazy vampire. Is kid. that her brother or sister? I honestly don't know. I think it's her brother. Because, like, again, every time I saw just them in close-up, it was, it was just in, in the horrifying vampire child mode. Yeah, they show at some point he's on a milk carton. Um, uh, and, and it's kind of a close-up. And I, I Not her older sister, because fuck her. Yeah. Just, just have room for one mug on the milk carton. I mean, I gotta assume the family thinks the older sister stole the kid, kidnapped oh. him, and ran away. I don't know because in this town, it's like yeah. the bridge. It's like it's like Juarez. Like like apparently, five hundred kids go missing every year. Oh, how good would this just, be? It's just cool. It's just cool, man. We ne- we needed a vampiric Matthew Lillard. That would have <laughs> just really set it all. Set it all in stone. Santa for me. Cruz vampire punks is what you're saying. Yeah, you Salt, Salt Lake uh-huh. SLVP. <laughs> uh, SLVP punk. Salt Lake vampire punk. Um, what else do we have to talk about for this particular movie? Uh, did you know there were two oh. direct-to-video sequels made for this thing? I didn't until I was watching this on Amazon and they popped up and yeah. they star Cor- Stor- Corey Feldman. Yeah, I 
I don't want to watch them, but I kind of do. Yeah, that's the thing. I want the I want the experience of watching it inside me uh-huh. without the three and a half hours <laughs> I'd lose from my life by actually watching them. Right. I want like like if I could in, like make like there's a couple movies that I like like uh, you know there will be blood where it's like mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be good. It's out on the shelf. I just want to. I just want to. I want to sip this movie and 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 fill it up. There's some movies I just want to get jacked into me, like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, I want to be like for five seconds, like bucking in a chair. And, <laughs> oh God, I know what it's like to watch those two direct-to-video <laughs> Lost Boy sequels. Yeah, they can't be good. No, oh, no, they can't because they were made like 20 years out. Like this is Where this is they? old oh, Feldman. Fuck me. It looks like old Feldman to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I tell you what. The other thing is like. The grandpa in this movie is kind of cool. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, how fun it's going to be when I'm, like, 65 years old. Every time my son comes over to visit me, I'm going to see him come and I'm going to collapse onto the floor and pretend I'm dead. All right. Because here's what That's this good. fucker's doing to me on a fairly regular basis. He tries to pretend he's asleep. Uh-huh. Tries to, it's a game to him. He tries to pretend he's asleep, and then I, like... All I have to do is just stare at him long enough, and he'll crack up laughing. Uh-huh. Like he's 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 his skill is not very high. Yeah. I want to pay him back. I'm gonna pay him. He thinks this is annoying. Wait until I'm 65 and he comes in to visit <laughs> with the grandkids, and I'm passed out on the floor drooling from the mouth. And he's like, "Oh my god, dad, dad, call 911." I'm gonna I'm gonna let him string it along until he starts to dial the phone. And then maybe I'll gasp back to life and pretend like it was a real thing, or maybe yep. I'll just be like, "Oh, you dumb fuck, you cared." I don't know, but it's gonna be fun. And something I never even considered you could do as an old as as an old person. Yeah, it seems almost inappropriate, borderline, right? <laughs> borderline uh, abuse, mental abuse. I've always talked about how much fun it's going to be to be in a nursing home, and I was always thinking yeah. in terms of like, well, shit, I like to play board games and video games and surf the internet. I can do those in a diaper. It's true. But now that I can like fuck with the orderlies by just pretending to be dead all the time, <laughs> so much the better. So and, much the and, better. And it's the ultimate like. It doesn't matter that you're crying wolf, right? Because when the wolf actually comes, you're already dead, and you right. don't care. Right? They're like, like I, you yeah, had your jollies. Yeah, I won't. I won't be around for the time I'm actually dead. Exactly. And people are like, yeah, you whatever, fucker. I'm falling for this one. <laughs> they leave your body to rot for a week and a half. Right. Until he's like, you know, he's been smelling. Ah, he's just farting in there. He's getting desperate. Like, yeah, I won't be around for that. So, yeah, eat, eat your heart out. Eat your heart out. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God. What else? What else do we want to talk about? I feel like that's... I think that's all of the things that I had to talk about this movie. All right. I think so. So, once again, thank you for uh, commissioning this Zombiever or um, as your your better known sailor. I think it's, it's, it's S-A-Y-L-O-R, which yeah. when I was reading his name in the feedback, I didn't think of like sailor, like, you know, U.S. Navy. Yeah. But I think it's pronounced Siler. Maybe it's Siler or something. Hmm. Not Siler from Heroes. Hmm. That'd be bad. Maybe his dad is from the Navy, but he thought it'd be weird if he just named him Sailor. Uh huh. So he's like, you know, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll do something whimsical with it, and and that, and then and then it won't it won't be weird. Uh. So yeah, congratulations. Sorry, I just made fun of your name. Trust me, I my, my 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 last name's worse. <laughs> Uh, I've taken my lumps over and over to time, Sailor. So uh, thanks for commissioning the the Lost Boys. Congratulations on your fantasy football victory. Uh, 
again, as I've been saying, we have got the commission queue closed because we're not taking, we are, we are still like, I don't know, 19, 20 films behind. We're trying to get unshoveled from that. So there's no, there like, I, I get emails every time we release a commission podcast. There is currently no way to commission a podcast. Um, but we will continue shoveling out from our backlog. Uh, we got a lot of great titles coming up in the weeks ahead. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.